We're breaking through here. <laughs> I've seen Jonathan uh, Frakes, the dad, in action. So he's a great dad. <laughs> Nerd on. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast you didn't need but deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome, whether you came from the city or the forest. Whether you're lost in the woods or waiting for the bus, the spirit will reveal himself when he wants to. Today, we discuss the iconic character that decorates all of Ghibli Studios with my neighbor Totoro. Today. We're doing it. Today. We're going to get stricken with the copyright so fast. No, we're not. Yeah, because I mean, unless you're saying I'm killing it, I'm killing it. I was actually pretty hard awesome. Sound like Leah Salongo all day. I can't do the thing, but there it is. Thank you, Yeah, Can you do it? You do it now. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful. It's all delayed. It's, it's every time it goes up. Julie, if you can match that it up totally in editing, works. that'd be great. That'd be yeah. perfect. Can you, can you fix it in post? Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking Totoro. Um, and we uh, got some surprises in this episode. But, but first and foremost, uh, introduce the host, Caitlin. Oh, yeah, the hosts. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Tom. And I'm Corey. <laughs> I There's an order we discussed before, yeah. and no one's remembering it. No, nope. I, no, I remember not at mine. All. I think. Well, Ollie got it, and Caitlin. then Tom got it, and now Josh. What's next? <laughs> well, I'm Ham one of the hosts as well. I am Josh, and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation. That is powered by Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> oh, delays are fun. Uh, That's so good. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun, fun, fun perks. Like uh, bonus episodes, uh, you get early access to our episodes, you get discounts on merch, you get special channels within our Discord server that are devoted only to members of the Nerdon Nation. Um, Muy especial. But yes, it's very, very cool stuff. Uh, the Nerdon Nation does allow us to keep on growing and be the best that we can be. Um, you can check that out, nerdon.io backslash Patreon and check out our Discord. It is nerdon.io backslash Discord. Uh, we recently opened it up to the public and it's been so fantastic just to see the conversations that I am always getting notifications from Discord. It's always popping and I love it. So stop by, uh, chat with us, chat with other Say hello. Members. Say hello. And uh, we uh, are partners, as always, Apogee. They equipped us with our hype mics that are allowing us to keep doing this, to keep creating our show, uh, which is fantastic. Love it. Uh, without it, we would uh, it would be be hard pressed. Um, and Odyssey headphones, uh, wonderful, wonderful things. Uh, they sound so amazing, uh, especially with the human voice. I dig it. Um, the human voice. The human voice. Um, but yeah, and Odyssey and Apogee, both of them, they, both companies are just really cool people. So I am always open mm. to supporting really cool people. So, uh, but yeah, you're really cool people, Josh. Oh, thank you. You're really cool Aww. people. Corey, what I say about lying? <laughs> said, don't do it. Oh, <laughs> said I'll go to heck. Lie more. 
No. Um, so Corey hasn't lied yet. Lie to her. <gasps> uh, there you go. Turn to a positive. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That is the like housekeeping. That. Shall we, Housekeeping shall we is get clear. into it? Let's talk about Totoro. Yes, yes. we are. Um, and also, everyone, if you're brand new to the show, this is the spoiler-free territory. If you are brand new to Nerd On, uh, guess that Grump is a completely foreign thing to you. But if you're familiar with it, <laughs> um, we're doing something completely different. Um, we did have a guest uh, on the show, and Josh will uh, introduce that. Um, so at the end of it, we'll still uh, announce who was the guessers and all that stuff. But uh, this is after that moment. So uh, so we already we, have knowledge of who the Grumps yeah. are for the episode. Mm-hmm. But you know we're who doesn't? We're going to skip that. The uh, Nerd On Nation. The, the Nerd On Nation. So uh, do we have that? Are we going to mention that right I now? I do or? have that, yeah. So if you become okay. a part of the Nerd On Nation, you get to participate in uh, polls on who you think the Grump of the episode will be. Um, who's going to rate it the lowest out of the group. Uh, it's a fun way for us to turn our negative into a positive. Um, and, and with that... Uh, the Nerd on Nation believes, by an overwhelming 50%, by the way, that Tom is going to be the Grump of the Week. <laughs> really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that interesting. is some... That Followed is some closely it's, by me and Ali. interesting. It's interesting that, because I was the... I think... I'm trying to think back to... Um, what did we watch before this? Spirited the Away. Ghibli from, Spirited, no, Away. Spirited Away. Yeah, Spirited Away. Um, I, I remember me not liking it. Or I, thought, I think I was the Grump in that episode. You were. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. interesting that they picked you. Yeah, well, you're well, me and you have the second most votes. Yeah, <laughs> so we're not and I've been starting to come around a little bit. I think, like, yeah. I've been watching things that are I'm more so enjoyable. Bad. I don't. I I I kind of don't get it because to me, I'm like, it's if it's anime, it's Japanese, it's something that Ollie's not familiar with. I'm like, it's gonna be Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be Ollie. Yeah. So that's my like mind track. But anyways. that's why you had that. Uh, Reaction, so, yeah. yeah, so everyone uh, is at home is uh, encouraged to play along. But if you're part of the Neuronation, as Corey said, you are featured into it. So that brings us to our next segment, which is going to be the complete spoiler of it, mm-hmm. um, which will also kind of forego because we kind of talked about it there. But we can meander a little bit into it if we wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I can mm-hmm. talk about uh, I didn't see time? this film until this year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. my, it's my wife's favorite and wife. Um, to her it, it was very important that I saw the version she grew up with there's the Fox version um, mm-hmm. because she wasn't uh, a fan of the, the redub um, so we waited and waited and waited and waited trying to find it trying to find it I looked up DVDs that are like $120 like something, something crazy <laughs> just to be able to own it's that hard. Tom came through this Christmas uh, got us a copy of it and so we finally <laughs> watched it Watched it, you and then we it. watched it because got to be safe. Yeah, um, and it it was so. Del- I mean, I can immediately see why this character and this film, especially, has become such a large part of people's lives. It really has. Even as you know, a thirty-one-year-old watching this for the first time, I was glued to the screen. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my emotions were all over the place. Getting to see these wonderful characters that I had seen from afar get to come to life, um, like Totoro and Catbus and and all that kind of stuff and knowing you know never knowing what the nuance of the story was and i think i have a different appreciation having watched it as an adult and knowing the story with the you know as a kid i don't think i would have understood what was wrong with the mom and stuff like that so yeah. uh i i really really dug this film it's definitely probably my one of my favorite ghibli films now if you know sque- e- eking on that second second place i think it is second yeah. place i think it's cl- i think wow. it's around that for me too yeah I mean, you only have two, Ollie, so. I've seen more of them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my initial reaction. And then uh, I did get to watch both versions leading up to this, and I'll, we'll talk about that a little later. Mm. 
Um, Ali. Ali Kalen. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> um, for me, yeah, same. This was the first time I had seen it was um, in preparation for this episode. And I um, really enjoyed it. I had no expectations. Same as Tom. Like, I kind of had the observations of its impact as on pop culture. My name is Corey. Corey. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. He uh, looks so Cor- different now, even more so. <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Uh, Freudian. We're not the same person. Could you? <laughs> you we can dive into it if you want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> want to go into the psychology of it all. Freudian episode. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Freud or us. Uh, the, but no, I, um, there's a, the characters are really interesting, uh, really interesting, and it's fascinating to watch their journeys, and um, it's really hard to find. Uh, we'll get into this more, but it's really hard to find a character that's not enjoyable to watch or or, or see on screen and doesn't contribute to the to the um, to the story and, and to the world. So it was it was a it was a joy. The, the music is great. Um, it you know it's got a little bit of that a uh, little bit of that older school charm to it that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Um, being sort of like my generation of anime as I was sort of growing up. So sad that I didn't sure. see it back then, but uh, as we'll see soon, that wasn't the case for everybody. Some people got now to you'll you'll raise up. your you'll raise your kids right, <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin. <laughs> um, so I saw the Fox dub a long, long time ago. Um, I've been a little anime lovey lady for a long time, and Totoro was one of those films that just hit every mark for me. Um, it it I'm very about greenery and forest. I grew up in the woods in in southern Indiana, so. The, the idea of like forest spirits and going off on adventures in, in the brush. Uh, yeah, no, I, I grew up on seven acres that was primarily forest. That's so awesome. my sister and I would go off and like make forts in the middle of nowhere and find, you know, those tunnels in the brush. Um, so this was just like nostalgia central for me and it's super nostalgia central now. Um, so mm-hmm. that was just like a, a breath of fresh air to watch uh way back when and it's it still holds true for now mm-hmm. yeah nice josh uh yeah this is the for this film specifically it was the first time that i i had seen it to prepare for this episode and it's always been on the periphery of uh being involved in pop culture and being a fan like it's it's always there it's always present and if you've seen like I had Iconic. seen other uh, Studio Ghibli films and just never had seen this one. And I've seen the character of Totoro on different things and I just didn't get the reference. And now I got to see it and I I watched it through and I just it was a joy to watch the uh, first time through. And I enjoyed it so much that I just I started watching it again, like right after. Um it was just, and I enjoyed it just as much. Like sometimes when you watch something multiple times, even in a row, it's, it can be, um, I don't know, maybe there's it's not how it's meant of, to be viewed. Huh? It's not how that's. No, no, meant of course not. Um, yeah. So to be able to a, enjoy it even through that is pretty amazing. Yeah. So it, it, it says a lot about it. I think, uh, I just really enjoyed my first, uh, watch through and the second watch through and, very excited to be doing it as a topic for our episode. Tom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tom so, um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Corey? <laughs> oh, yeah. Corey. Uh, for, for this episode, it's Tom Toro. Thank you. Um, and, uh, oh, wow. and I'm Corey so, Toro. Yeah. 
to me, I feel like I'd be like the little white one with no teeth. Anyways, um, but uh, so I uh, can you believe it? Can you believe it or not? Um, I used to be a real, real big fan of Disney. Um, and at Disneyland, they actually sell uh, Ghibli. Uh, I'm Team Ghibli, by the way. Um, Ghibli. Um, Josh is pretty DVDs. freeform with it, as I've noticed. Yeah, kind he's of Ghibli, Ghibli, flows, Ghibli, which Ghibli. is fine. It's totally fine. Um, it doesn't really. I mean, yeah, it, it's up to <laughs> your preference. <laughs> is there a proper pronunciation? Just that it's civil war Af- pops up. <laughs> it, it's an African wind named in Italian that is used in Japan. Oh, okay. So, so. up to you. <laughs> Is it Mario or Mario? Who knows? I say Guy Bly. We'll bring it up in the next uh, UN Council. <laughs> I, say, I say Jif instead of Gif, and I also say Georgia instead of Gorga. Yeah, so. you know, Studio Guy Bly. Yeah, exactly. And those oh. long Gif is just my, like... <laughs> that hurts my brain to hear. I it hope you my mouth to say. <laughs> and those long-necked animals, those graphs, all those. I love them. Wow. All right, okay. so I said it wrong. <laughs> no, no you didn't. That's, that's the whole point. No that's the There's whole literally point. no rule. Um, but no, yeah, so... um. Disneyland actually used to sell like a bunch of Ghibli stuff and I was always mm. very fascinated and uh, I was mainly looking for my uh, uh, Kiki's delivery service because that's my favorite and I kept just seeing Totoro, 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 Totoro. I was like, man, fuck Totoro. And then I was like, let me, I was, I was like, I never watched that shit. So I was like, let me watch this, yeah. right? And so I watched, the first one I ever watched was the Disney dub and um, mm. it was a, it was the Blu-ray version and this was like later in college and I just somehow always avoided it. And uh, then I finally watched it. And then I was like, cool, now I get it. Cool. It's in my pocket. Now it's on to the next uh, mm-hmm. Ghibli film. And then preparing for this, I was like, let me do it right. Let me do it right. Let me watch that original OG dub. Um, and then let me let me try to watch the Japanese subs uh, with the English subtitles. And uh, never got to that one. So I was like, all right, I'll just get to the, <laughs> the Fox slash Streamline version and the Disney version. And uh, no, yeah. Uh, so uh, my initial reaction is, um, I, I I really love this film. I think it's um, like I will, I'll, say, I'll always say this about Miyazaki is um, this is fantasy storytelling for children done right, um, mm, and with a lot of staying with a lot of staying power. Um, and I think uh, when you look back, it's something that where like you don't have to have um, a retelling of it to feel like you're telling the story that you probably should have told. Um, and, uh, well, sort of has a very timeless vibe to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's a, that's a really big thing. And I think that's something that, Absolutely. um, is not lost upon Hayao Miyazaki in the fact that like he makes films, he has collaborators, but in the end of the day, they're the films that he wants to tell. And it's not film by committee. Um, mm-hmm. because I will say like, it's, it's true auteur work and it's true. I, to me, I mean, I, I don't want to make a comparison, but it's kind of like, imagine if, Tolkien was like, I'm going to make cartoon fantasies of my experiences of what war was um, and put it into a positive place where Tolkien was like, I could tell this epic story with same uh, staying power, same epic and iconography, um, just in a different way. And put it in a fantasy land. Yeah, I think think that that's 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 really powerful. And I think there's something about Totoro, like being like the sophomore or like the 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 earlier works of uh, Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli was like, this was um, also like the, the, the litmus test between the studio of like, what are we going to be? Are we going to be the people that do Lupin the third and Castle Cagliostro? Or we'd be Nasca the Valley of the Wind. Or are we going to be a uh, grave fireflies or we're going to be like a Totoro. 
And at the end of the day, Totoro was the one that came up on top. And so I, I think that was a really cool, um, I guess, moment, uh, uh, a time for them. So they, they really came into mm-hmm. maturity for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Tell them the kind of stories they want to tell. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. So now that kind of um, explains what we're going to get into, how we're going to talk about the episode, because it doesn't reveal what grumps all that <laughs> stuff is. Um, we'll go into our next two segments, which is going to be our uh, brief summary and then which is more of a synopsis. And then our production again, still in spoiler-free yeah. territory, baby. Spoiler Always seeing us in free. This acclaimed animated tale by director Hayao Miyazaki follows schoolgirl Satsuka and her younger sister May as they settle into an old country house with their father and wait for their mother to recover from an illness in an area hospital. As the sisters explore their new home, they encounter and befriend playful spirits in the house and the and the nearby forest. Most notably, most notably, the massive cuddly creature known. Totoro. Heartworms yeah. and whimsy yeah. ensue. Oh. <laughs> I had a little thing at the end there. Um, so, uh, so now, and then we go into our um, production. So a little bit of that, uh, just a little footnote at the top. Um, there are th- like m- primarily three versions of where you can watch this. So for the cast, I'm only going to talk about who plays what in the Japanese and then in the Fox streamlined version and then in the Disney dub. Um, but I'm not going to list off what they've done before because we'd go on for four hours. Mm-hmm. So um, this film is distributed by Toho, um, where I think if you're familiar with Japanese films, you know, uh, franchises such as Godzilla, all the films go through Toho, all the Pokemon films, all. Do you realize 20 films go through Toho? <laughs> and then the recently we did Evangelion. So those films go through Toho, too. Um, the director is Hayao Miyazaki, um, best known for Kiki's Delivery Service, <clears throat> and then Nasuka Valley of the Wind and Steered Away. Uh, producer is Toru Hara, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, um, and produced The Grave of the Fireflies. Lead Actually, everyone direct- with that. Yeah, I know. I'm, every single person is going to start with Kiki's, Kiki's Delivery, Delivery Service. Service. <laughs> and then uh, also produced Castle in the Sky. The writer is Hayao Miyazaki, who Kiki's wrote... Kiki's Delivery <gasps> Service? No. Oh, my <laughs> god! someone do it. See? I had to have someone do it for me. No. Uh, Poco Rosso, Wind Rises, and Howl's Moving Castle. Um, the cast. So, who plays Satsuki Kasakabe uh, for the Japanese is Norito Hideka. Um, and then the streamlined version is Lisa Michelson. And then the Disney version is Dakota Fanning. That's how it's going to play. And then right. Mei Kusakabe is Chika Sakamoto. Uh, and then the streamlined version is uh, Cheryl Chase. And then El Fanning, uh, sister of Dakota Fanning, plays uh, May. And then Tatsuo Kasakabe, the father, um, is in the Japanese uh, Shigesato Itoi. Um, And then the Fox version is Greg Snegoff. And then in the Disney version is Tim Daly, which I got to make a quick shout out. That's Superman, baby. That's Superman. (laughs) Of course. Uh, And the mother, uh, Yasuko Kasakabe, is played by Sumi Shimamoto. Uh, And in the Fox version is Alexandra Kenworthy. And then in the Disney dub is Leah Salonga. Um, and Totoro is played by Hitoshi Takagi. Um, and in the Fox version, there is a no. Um, if you look on the internet, some people will say it was Rob Paulson, which is a really big name. But yeah. for the most part, it's not listed. Um, hmm. And in the Disney dub, it's Frank Welker. Um, oh, yeah. Granny uh, is played by Tane, uh, Tani Kitabayashi. And in the Fox version, it's Natalie Kaur. And in the Disney dub, it's Pat Carroll. And this film originally was released on April 16th, 1988. The runtime is 86 minutes. There's not a listed budget. Um, again, if you look up multiple websites, they'll have very conflicting information. The only thing that is uh, is certain is the gross, and it grossed four point, uh, $45.1 million 
worldwide. And the Rotten Tomato score from critics and audience actually do um, match. They agree. It's 94%. <laughs> they agree. Wow. We agree. <laughs> we are the um, one But I don't agrees. agree with that. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's all the production, baby. Um, now that brings us to uh, the next part, which Josh will happily inform us about. Yeah. So as you Take can tell, Josh. Yes. For, as you can delays, tell, delays. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we love delays. Um, no, we don't. Um, so the next part of the show is something very different than we have ever done before, and it's very special as well. Um, uh, gosh, Josh, we're I'm scared because 70- it's different. Yeah. What do About I do? About 70 episodes ago, almost, we had our friend Jonathan Frakes on the show, and he mm-hmm. mentioned in passing, I'll come, something to the f- the effect of, I will come back and we can talk Totoro. And oh, yeah. I got this little idea. I'm going to send an email. I sent an email and he said, let's do it. So the next part of our show, how we always usually run it, is we are going to be joined by Jonathan Frakes. And so we are going to cut to that um, and enjoy. And then we'll come back and and finish off the show. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, here we go. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. This is so exciting. The pleasure is mine. Totoro played a huge part in bringing up my kids. Yeah? Really? Tell us about it. We should start there. (laughs) that's, That's where I would start. One of the producers on Star Trek was named Peter Lauritsen. And he recommended, he was a big animation fan. And as, I, I think J-Mo was about two and Eliza was just being born. So three and one, they were really, really little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he turned me on to um, my neighbor Totoro, which in many ways, uh, first of all, the animation was beautiful. Uh, what's his mm-hmm. name? Ma- Hayao Miyazaki. Ma- Miyazaki. As a genius, right? Yeah. The storytelling is a little bit like uh, SpongeBob in that there's plenty of stuff for the kids, but there's deeper stuff for the adults. Good way. Good way of saying it. Very subtle, Mm -hmm. very well placed. And and it has a, there's a real tragic element. There is. There's a certain sadness. There's a certain ennui that that the kids don't get, or they probably get it subliminally, but, but the spectacular visuals my favorite which i'm sure you, you would everyone has their own is when the the bus turns into a cat yeah with a little what were they like rats like taped to headlights. it or something as the headlights yeah. or yeah. the yeah. Rats, spectacular. Like, fantastic yeah. i used to look forward to that section of the show <laughs> you know when you have kids you watch this shit over and over and over oh, yeah. and over, over. again Oh yeah, there. I was I was really glad that they got hooked on this one early. Do you remember there, which version that you saw? Because Disney did a redub. Um, do you this know if it was been the original? In the in the, uh, in the 90s when they were born. Fox. So, okay. so in the, the Fox slash Streamline edition. Yeah. Nice. Um, you guys are really nerds. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what, a yeah. Nerd, what a nerd question that was. <laughs> well, also, I mean, the, the Disney version has Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning as the as the leads. Like yeah, they did a, the like the, the redub, yeah. they lot the rights um, expired, and so Disney did a new version with the same Fanning. animation. Same animation. Same animation. Yeah. Um, they just did a new dub of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Pat Carroll plays Granny, who's best from Ursula. So like, mm-hmm. and then Tim Daly, who's done Superman. 
um i was just like as the dad and i was like there to me i was like there's a lot of cool things with the new dub but uh speaking of the the cat bus uh do you know the lore behind that like i don't uh, i'd love to it's um apparently in japanese lore um there's like myth and legend that when cats get to like so old they can shapeshift and that, <laughs> that's what that is it turns into a bus and there's actually a sequel to it that's never been shown in america um oh. and it only premiered several times in a museum um and it's may and the cat bus and there's more than just a cat bus there's like a cat train there's a cat submarine there's a kitten bus yeah. There's a whole world of cat vehicles. What? Yeah. So I was like, that's <laughs> missing super, out. So I was gonna say, wow. like, you gotta go there. You gotta go to Japan. Go to Miyazaki's museum. That I think that'd be a treat for you. That's awesome. Absolutely. So Jonathan's favorite part is the cat bus. What about mm-hmm. everybody else? I love oh, the, mine's the, the uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh. oh, I was I was gonna say the uh the pine trees <laughs> growing. The mm-hmm. uh when they go out and they do kind of like the the dancing the dance. and all that little, kind of stuff. And the tree the just leaves. keeps, keeps, keeps on growing. It was just, it was so cool. And then their celebration, even after they learned that it wasn't real, like it's still, they, they still like sprung up out of the ground and they were like, yeah, it's still a success. Well, <laughs> Josh, it's still the best thing ever. Did you watch the Fox or the Disney version? It was the Disney version. I honestly, I didn't know until after I watched it and was doing all my research. I was like, what? I missed out. <laughs> so it's funny because in the Disney version, um, uh, Satsuki says, uh, I didn't think I thought it was a dream. And then May says, but it wasn't a dream. And in the Fox version, they say, we did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, yeah. okay. And so it's, it's a very interesting like, oh, like what were they trying to They wanted be- to maybe address the dream? Yeah, well, it's interesting more. because like so uh, Hayao Miyazaki, when Nasco the Valley of the Wind first came to America, he was very upset with how the dubbing went because they cut sequences out. They changed dialogue. And so he said, I'm breaking relationships with them. And no matter what, every movie that I have come mm-hmm. out, they can't no change cuts. anything. Can't, can't change, change characters. Names. Yeah, all that. And so yeah. like it's interesting. I'm like, but that changed. So what happened? So, I mean, yeah. like interesting, like with Cat Bus like that, I think the name's like Nekobusu. Um, they changed that to say cat bus specifically instead of saying calling it a nekobasu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 very interesting to see like what changed between the two. I had the pleasure and privilege and time because we have all the time now um, to <laughs> sure. uh, watch both versions. Same, so, yeah. same, yeah. Uh, for me, it's the uh, bus stop scene with the mm-hmm. the raindrops. Oh, uh, yeah. For me, it's it's a really beautiful uh, change from this really almost depressing melancholy feel. To Totoro showing up and changing the entire viewpoint of the kids from being sad in the raining, waiting for their dad, yeah. and making it a a a fun thing. Uh, well, it's interesting because like they they're at the bus and it's taking, but it takes like a long time mm-hmm. for even like their dad to come. I and think it's, it's a like seven minute situation. Scene. Looks like it's getting worse and worse and and more more and more terrifying. And then exactly. he just he's just there. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. Like to Corey's point, yeah, it definitely kind of harkens back to the reality of like one day they will not have their parents. And what did they do when those kind of scary and uh, maybe darker times happen? Um, and it's kind of like the embracing of Totoro really helps them get through it. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it plays for for the entire narrative, especially. Okay, wait, I have a real quick question. I believe it in the Fox version, it's Satsuki, right? And then in the Disney version, Satsuki. they call her Satsuki. Okay, because yeah. I probably closer to the real pronunciation, right? Yeah. So in my mind, I keep trying to be like, okay, which. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a character in Naruto that's named Sasuke, and it's spelled Sasuki, if you mm-hmm. look at it. But so to me, I've always been like, those U's and the E's every once in a while, sometimes you got to like, all right, how do Just they Just to make sure that? I wasn't hearing things. And I think, uh, <laughs> Satsuki is the like 
correct yeah no, no no that makes sense i was i just wasn't sure which one had had uh, had which but it's it's you know being able to make sure that you can take these moments uh and and change them into something more powerful is something that satsuki has to learn by the by the end of the film but you know but losing her sister and the the gravity of all that comes to to pass and then finding her and being able to get to their mom by the end of it is just it's a really beautiful uh you know day-to-day but coming of age age story yeah yeah Kaylin? Um, I, I don't have a favorite like scene per se. The I, whole I know movie. I, <laughs> the whole movie. No, I, I, I am the type of person who likes the like mole on the back of the neck type of stuff. As we oh, have okay. established. So for me, it's a lot of the smaller moments of like May when she shows up at Satsuki's school mm. and she's like really upset and they're like, they try and talk to her, but she's like a four-year-old. So she just has this like static face, like nothing can deter me from my mission right now. Um, and like, I don't know, the the little emotions that are put in there, the, those I think are my favorite part, just uh, parts in general of of just how mm-hmm. accurately those tiny moments really are to life. Yeah. Well, he's so like, he's very good at pulling the... from, from his own real experiences. I mean, yeah. reading that his mom suffered from tuberculosis, spinal tuberculosis, and that's where the mom's illness came from in this and just being able to kind of, therapeutically talk about the things that he's been through in such a relatable way is one of his greatest strengths. I mean, you're talking about a movie that comes from a completely different culture and yet it's still hitting us in in the way he intended because it's about, you know, human relations rather than cultural changes. And I I think it's, go ahead. He's also said that like, if he didn't grew up, because the the landscape that this movie is inspired from is actually based on where he grew up. so he said if he didn't grow up where he grew up, this film never would have been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think, to me, it's more of a love letter to his childhood a little bit. I mean, um, if, wasn't he being transplanted at the beginning of the movie? Doesn't, aren't they moving into the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very They're much just moving right. in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, from, yeah. from the city that they end up having to go to the hospital in. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to be closer to the mom. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, yeah. happened very, you know, like Corey said, it was like very autobiographical on his point. And I mean, like, if this all takes place before in like 1958, um, Japan, because uh he really wanted to include like no TVs, no technology. Um, and I think to that point, like you are being transplanted. And so like that's the thing about period pieces, right? And you can always kind of just like it's it's that one step easier to just be part of fantasy. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that he does, Miyazaki, was like He's so his his ability to transport you to another time, another place, um, mm-hmm. I think plays into like his craft of like creating a fantasy, you know, you know, if you're going to compare it to like Disney, it's like it's it's a little bit more subtle. It's so much more nuanced. It's it, it, and it's also relatable because it's like it's pretty much based in reality. It's based in reality. Yeah, yeah. And then there's spirits and then the, well, the manifestation like- of these spirits. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. You know, like th- those are parts of the fantasy. It's like yeah. it can happen. Yeah. Well, I, I just love the uh, my my favorite scene is probably going to be that the tree growing in the middle of the night, um, just because it was it was just so like fun to watch and and I just love them like playing the the acorn instruments on the top while like the dad here like heard the music and was enjoying it or whatever like that just was a really kind of cool magical scene um, and it was just like kind of breathtaking to watch that like uh, tree just form out of nothing you know yeah <laughs> like okay that's growing now it was an interesting uh, experience watching this because i've i've heard and of course seen like totoro the character is such a mascot for studio He's Ghibli, everywhere. and it's everywhere mm-hmm. and i didn't 
I didn't get the references. I was like, that's a really cute character. That's neat. <laughs> and now that I get to see it, it was an interesting experience. It's it's like those when you get to see something that you've, I'm going to say, missed out on. Like, I, I just never, never watched it up yeah. until this point. And once I saw it, I was like, yeah, I missed out. This is a really good movie. This is Man, so yeah. much fun. So did you all, did you all watch it um, prior to this meeting Record. today? Um, yeah, yes. we, we definitely <laughs> so, yes. pre- so we, many times. I watched it, it young. I've watched the D- Disney version like a while ago, but I didn't watch it until like I was in college um, because uh, I've watched like Kiki's all the other Miyazaki films except that one. And I had somehow avoided that one. Spirit and then for Away. this Spirit oh, Away, yeah. Ponyo, Pocoroso, so Castle in the Sky, Howl's Moving Castle. But then like for this one, I was like, let me watch the like the first American, you know, uh, broadcast version of it and I watched yeah. that one I was like okay now I could have a premise of like where you know like to your point Jonathan was like your daughter you know your, your children have watched it and it was just like oh for sure so like now I know what they experienced versus what I experienced yeah uh, it's interesting I, as, yeah. as as we're talking about it because I literally haven't seen it in maybe 15 years maybe. Mm-hmm. and as you mentioned these things they they come flowing back yeah bring a the and something just came to me that I remember vividly. I guess it was on the way to the house that they were moving into, which they mm-hmm. didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And they drove by what must have been rice. Mm-hmm. That yeah. told us the story that we're leaving the city and we're going to this, yeah. going to the country, and it's it's going to be much quieter and much calmer. And what were they traveling? They were traveling in a bus, a car, a truck. It was like a truck, like a truck that had three, a bunch of stuff in it, and then like the girls were hiding in in the back of the truck with all the stuff. Cause there's yes. like a moment where she's like, Oh no, I thought that was a policeman. It's a mailman. Then they mm-hmm. wave. Yeah. yeah. But there was a certain, um, overlying tragedy that you felt, even though you didn't know that it was, were they moving there because they want to be close to the mom because of the mom. Yeah. yeah. They want to get closer and, and, to the mom. And, and, and somehow you, you knew that without being told that I, I remember. Is that- yeah, I mean, it, it. the music and uh, just kind of the way it's portrayed visually kind of give you this feel that something, it's not Something's- like super exciting yeah. that they're, they're yeah. moving. It's not for some joyous reason, but yeah, it's, something's it's untold. not joyful. Exactly. The kids it, are finding the joy in it, but it's not that untold nature of like, okay, well, well, something must have happened to cause them to want to move from the city yeah. to the country. So, you know, and the house they move into is this broken down kind of, yeah. Yeah, so kind what's of romanticized, dilapidated yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, so you get that vibe right away before ever finding out that anything's wrong with the mom. And you're told as kids, I mean, I remember because I hadn't been to Japan by this point, a lot of the uh, animation, I'm sure, is recognizable to Japanese people as mm-hmm. a house that they would have seen at a rundown place up in the country or yeah. a mm-hmm. camp at somebody's place by the lake or that, that had been like in disrepair yeah. or had been yeah. in the family, right? An old flop house. Yeah. But it had it had such a distinctly Japanese vibe to it that it was um, yeah it was interesting in a way like the bathroom that I'm sure, and- yes exactly and the separation yeah. of the rooms and how they slept and all that shit was yeah. I'm sure it was mundane to some but to me as an American it, it was I, very I it, yeah. yeah and the design the design yeah. of, oh. of, of yeah. the, oh, the yeah. work is astounding I, I can no, tell that you've seen it, it a lot because <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. with yeah. your with your daughter. <laughs> Remember uh, all those details. If I if I may ask Jonathan, do you know how? Do you remember or recall how you came across um, Totoro or or even Miyazaki as as a director? Or uh, this was a uh, this guy I mentioned earlier, Peter Lawrence, oh, right. yeah, who was so, the head of uh, post production on the show, recommended it. Oh, okay. To me. And from the moment I tried it, 
I felt like it was a gift to me. Mm-hmm. I could share with my kids, and it uh, became a, a, a real family favorite for us. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. I, and I, I, I think that's why I responded to it when we, it was a couple of years ago, we, we did this. Yeah, last year. Oh, my gosh. I, I think year, yeah. you're the one that brought it up, though. You were just <laughs> said, like, I'll come back. If I just brought it up? You brought it up. I was like, it was like such a, like a left field. It's like, Jonathan Frakes likes Totoro? It was like at the well, end of like, the episode, you were like, I'll come back if we talk about My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> yeah. nope. Well, I don't want to draw the obvious comparison. Something must are... have cube it. Something must have triggered it. it must have been a re- I, I feel like maybe you saw Caitlin's shirt something. or something like that. Yeah, it must have been on his shirt. I feel yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't come back for Pokemon. No. <laughs> well, this not, this is a movie with yet. a dad with two daughters. Like, oh. are there any any anything that you felt there as far as like, did you put yourself in the shoes of the dad in any sense? Because the dad, I think, is my, like, we'll talk about it soon, but I think my, the dad is one of my favorite parts of this. Mm-hmm. And just how positive he you- he stayed through the entirety and, like, would encourage his daughters to sort of, like, always have, like, he, he would encourage their imagination, encourage their, like, positive. He would almost yes and them, like, didn't want to give it. them. Yeah, didn't want to, like, give them any kind of negative or harsh truths because they're sort of dealing with one right now, sort of, so to speak. So I think that was wow. the biggest, like, part for me. Is it is it like coming back to you? That, well, not only is it, it coming back to me, this is. I'll share this with you guys. Oh, this is. Uh, I, yes, I do believe I was influenced by it and related to it. Yesterday, I've been saying yes to everything that I intrigued me during this time. Yeah. Yesterday, I had said yes to participate in a podcast about the art of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Art wow. of fatherhood, which, I love that. which speaks to the exact question you just asked. Mm-hmm. And as you described the dad, I started to remember him, and I started to remember how how cool he was with them, and he really encouraged their imagination. Yeah, and he didn't, pl- and he never brought the drama of the sick wife. Yeah, the city. Yeah, yeah, when he got the phone call, he said, "Hey, oh you my know. god!" And you're it's, yeah. it's like the movie is coming back it's, it's snippets movies yeah. by nerd on we got you it's like yeah. he missed the first bus we don't know what chaos he's dealing with in the city and he's yes. not bringing it yeah. back we don't oh, even when the it. daughter even when may is missing and no there's yeah. still a calmness to the situation like they can't find her anywhere but there's still this like he's every almost because he has to be strong for his wife too yeah he has exactly to be strong yeah. For his wife. But even when they're moving into that shithole at the beginning of the movie, it's okay. We'll find food. Everybody will have a place to sleep. It's going to be we'll cool. fix it up. Yeah, we'll, well fix like, it up. It, it comes back to the part where they're they're all in the bath and like they're all scared because of like the wind. And then he like he starts laughing. It's like the only way to get rid of something scary is to laugh at it. And um, that's like I think kind of almost like the thesis of of the of the film where it's like there's there's this underlying darkness um, that the two characters are going to have to deal with. Yes. and them embracing. Like uh, the, the happier, joy, yeah, moments. the joy of everything is is what helps them through. In and, spite of it all, and like, and the like dads, what Caitlin like, said, yeah. like the the importance of the little moments, and like like I think that the dad truly embraces life in a sense yeah. that the there's there's always a silver lining to be found. There's always some sort of joy to be found, humor yeah. to be found, even in the tiny moments of. Yeah, just Corey? just He's as not, an example of that too, of when May. They can't find May the first time where she's like goes off to see Totoro oh, and yeah, they the, find the her hideout. asleep in the woods. When the dad comes, he comes through the hole after Satsuki and he comes with May's hat on. He mm-hmm. could have just been carrying it, yeah. but I think that was a personality trait to be like, 
I'm going to be silly and wear your and, hat. Well, so that when you see that, me, you'll laugh. To build off that, when May's telling him about Totoro, and he, she says, you don't believe me. And he goes, no, I believe you're telling the whole truth. And I think what you've met is the spirit of the forest. And he's just kind of like, you know, nurturing their creativity and their growth because it's what they need in that. In that and time. it comes later on because he mm-hmm. says, like, he'll show himself when he's ready. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, my favorite part is actually I was thinking about it a lot. And I was like, it's probably when he thanks the the tree. Yeah. Um, because oh, he yeah. said, he's like, this tree is the only this is what kind of gave me the idea to come here. And you could kind of feel like it's Hayao Miyazaki's voice of like, you know, places and his, you know, very environmentalist um, theming of, of his films um, really comes through because it's, you know, you're thinking the land, you're, you're, you're understanding that we as people could only control so much, but we must always kind of like think the ground that we came up in. And uh, I thought that was just a very heartwarming moment. And I think for children, it's super important. Um, and it's something that you don't see a lot and just done in such a way, you know, you, the tree doesn't have to have a face and we have to have this song and dance thing going on. Pocahontas. It's just like, is that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about like Zelda and other things oh, too, oh, but oh, I was like, I see. it's like, it doesn't, you don't have to like personalize everything. Like, and that could just be like, you just thank the tree because the tree gave you this memory and to Jonathan's point, like it's like a gift to you. And like you don't realize what the gifts are until like maybe you're a little bit older. And then you see, mm-hmm. like, okay, I should I should thank this thing. And it's like that's the the great thing I thought about the the film was um it has a lot of good life lessons for children that I think they'll they'll come in subliminally. Yeah. I think I think it you're absolutely right. And I and one of them is the acceptance of the power of spirits mm-hmm. and, the, and, and and the presence of spirits. Yeah. No, yeah. Now remind for some reason it's completely disconnected to the tree. But I remember vividly it was raining when they're waiting for the bus, correct? Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they missed a bus. Mm-hmm. Or they or a bus. The dad had, didn't arrive on the, the, the dad bus didn't arrive on the first bus. And, and on and, but on the bus, were there was there a uh, sketchy character on the bus? <laughs> there was a guy they didn't give a face who might have seemed yes. sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like comes off and they were like expecting their dad and that guy just leaves and then they're just kind of like there that was by weird. themselves for a while. It's and that then, feeling that kids get like, I don't know, I, this happened to me a couple of times Stranger when I was danger. young, where, where you you hold someone's hand thinking it's your mom or your dad and then you look up <laughs> oh. and you're like, oh my god, that's so that, many that's wrong person. <laughs> and that, that, that scene just always reminds me of that feeling. It's like, I can't ever remember any of their faces. I just know it was the wrong person wow. and it just like had to get out of that moment. Well, it also yeah. shows the small. That, I, I don't mean this from a judgmental place, but like the small and bigness of a child's world of like their yeah, world no. is their parents, their, their relatives. Point of view. Yeah, their point of view. And so anybody outside of that is just kind of like a, a, a an amorphous thing. It's why the adults and peanuts are just want, 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 want. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not in my circle. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that first bus, the one that got me the most was uh, the attendant who was like, are you getting on or getting off? And then they're like, no. And then it's like, all right, bye. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. me, that's hit, that hit me so much more because I used to take like the public transit a lot to go to school. No patience for kids, man. And I was just like, oh, I need help. And then they're like, where are you going? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's that moment. And then Totoro shows up and begins jumping and knocking yeah. the, the, the rain, rain from the trees. And it becomes this really beautiful, joyous moment that they no longer have to be afraid of. Yeah. And that's these, movie, these movies cost a fortune to make his movies? No. Yeah. Not, I mean, they, any, any type of... The dub. Um, <laughs> any type of animation is going to be very expensive. It's expensive con- relative to the work. I right. would say they're not $180 million budget films, mm-hmm. but they are like 
couple million, like in the single digit millions. What's in the world of animation, his are yeah. And what's high also, I mean, what's crazy and about his this, are significantly or as expensive as other animation. He just happens to have better or more interesting or more evolved I think, artists. I think his are way more lower budget. Mm-hmm. Lower but, budget, compared. but he also spends. He is like painstakingly minutiae. Well, he, he's, like, like, he, he's director, he writer, storyboard as well. Uh, like so he was involved in every step of there, the process. There, there's a, there's a lot of good YouTube videos that show him in the process. And like it, to your point of like in the beginning, you kind of know already that there's some underlying um, like uh, not happy, not joyous feeling because he's very deliberate. And when he draws bystanders and people like they should be happy, the sun is out or they should be very calm because the wind is blowing. Um, and so he's very deliberate. It's like, why does everyone look like they're at a funeral? Like, that's how he he discusses with mm-hmm. the, the other animators. So yeah, he's very big on like, we have to make sure that this scene exudes happiness. And like the, yeah. like, he's very critical the set well. pieces are very big or the set pieces are very small compared to like what they're saying. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like, I would say like, if he's, if there's an auteur out there, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. He's what's, the one. What's kind of uh, fascinating about this is the cult uh, classic uh, notion like this was a this was a failure at first? It was a double and feature, it, and it's crazy how big it ha- it has become now. Like it's mm-hmm. I'm wondering it's if iconic. They, it, yeah, it's it is, so it's, iconic. Yeah, it's iconic and and it's a logo. I mean, it's mm-hmm. yeah. that's how iconic it is, and it's it's fascinating to me that like when it first came out, it just it was not received well i mean such as many many of my favorite or greatest films of all time are, are not understood at first or yeah. even received because Big maybe Lebowski, didn't hit my, fa- my favorite movie yeah right mm. yeah you get it yeah it's so, a, it sometimes it takes time to think about it, and then a week later you go oh uh, oh my god that was brilliant i didn't that's what they I were trying to say yeah <laughs> i know and so like that's the tough thing where like a lot of people look at success at box office or critical review versus like actual stayability and i think mm-hmm. staying power is and Jonathan, you know way more than we do. Staying power is what yeah. keeps you immortal. It, like it keeps you coming back. It keeps you alive. And like, like having people from different generations, like you know, we're uh, at, at a younger audience, and it's like we're talking about the same thing, and we're being able to connect about the same thing. Right. Does he have an international following? Yes, very much. Completely. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. There, yeah. I think there's actually a park in Japan that's like a Ghibli park where they've rebuilt the house from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it would uh, make sense in Japan, but I mean, worldwide well, is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, they built it as a tourist attraction because oh, there's an like audience to come in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a, Dis- Disney, actually had, uh, Disney actually had plans to make a Totoro um, theme par- uh, ride uh, that's very much like the Alice in Wonderland ride where you go through the movie. The storybook uh, rides. Yeah, right. but that then um, cool. I think they sh- Gib- Ghibli shot it down because the producer was like, well, we have plans for a Ghibli world. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, like a full on um, park. But even yeah. even oh, even wow. here in L.A., Tom and I went to the uh, Comic-Con L.A. And one of the coolest cosplays I saw was literally a probably nine foot full costume Totoro with with moving eyes and ears and everything. Whoa. And it was, in, it was in, gorgeous. In 2017, Fathom Events did this tour and they just did a year of Ghibli films and they would do a special where it was like two nights. They would show one film. And they went through the entire gamut of like all of the Ghibli films. Wow. And so like a lot of people went to that. And a lot of people got that. That was probably their first time being able to watch it in a theater. You know, a lot of us got it like on a DVD or on a VHS um, for their first time. So, yeah. So, so, we do you guys, to, huh? 
Sorry. Do you guys think that we'll ever be back in the movie theaters? Do you think we'll ever be back at Comic-Con? I I think so. (laughs) Will we ever be back at a baseball game? I think so. I think it'll just be different. It's longer than we think. Like how, you know, to bring it up where it's like 9-11 happened and then everyone's like, are we ever going to go back on planes? Will we ever feel safe again? It'll just be different. And like the staying effect of what 9-11 did was adults over the age or anyone over the age of 13 have to take off their shoes. And that was the big change. And so like how we change, it'll be like, Maybe you just wear yeah. gloves in a grocery store. Well, it like, also changed how we react to. I remember I was living in New York during swine flu, I think, and just seeing how you know laissez-faire people were about it, and and hearing it, hearing it. And I was one of the folks who I'm a bit bit of a germaphobe, so I was locking myself in. And then I think moving forward, it's definitely going to be a a a bigger response to just edge on the side of caution with these kind of things. Uh, but I think on a long enough timeline, yeah, we we're going to get back to to the day-to-days yeah i mean uh what was it mad cow right i have a friend who was born in germany and he is ineligible to donate his blood or do any type of thing donation wise because wow. you know, he was born in germany during that time not even like he was a fa- he was like a baby so i was like you know obviously wow. he was fine mm-hmm. but but you know, uh, so, the, so those things might just change documents might change yeah. drive-ins are doing doing okay i've heard yeah. there's a couple of drive-ins yeah drive-ins are gonna research oh, i love that i, I would, would love that yeah <laughs> i do That'd be okay i with really that. do no, and, the, and drive-ins are great because they do have those double features, and like that's a great place where you can watch them. Like, all right, cool. Here's a new movie. Then also here's this like cult classic film that like you may have not uh, seen. The one also, I went. Yeah. Control your own temperature. <laughs> yeah, where I grew I up, the, the drive-in it, did three movies in a night. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. You have like a whole day ahead of you. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we get into think- favorite characters? Favorite characters. Yeah. And I do yeah. want to bring up something that Ali brought up with the dad. Um, his name in the original Japanese means uh, masculine and I think hero. And oh, so it's oh, very wow. interesting to see like how the characterization plays into that because to the children, that's what their figure is. And mm-hmm. to that point, that character is highly based off, I think, uh, his his dad, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's dad. His own. Um, and if you, if you think about it, again, that auteur baby. This is that's the guy. That's the aeronautics guy. That's the guy who likes planes because in every one of his films, there's always someone that loves planes. Oh, yeah, and I was just I like, I, fr- I was like, there it is. I mean, mine, is, will, mine will be it's quick. Be it's the dad. Uh, the dad's my favorite character. I just, uh, Same. just his his yeah. embracing of life. Like he's just. I mean, I love the fun that the the girls get into, and the the granny's super fun because she plays into it as well. But the dad just. I mean, you got to understand. I mean. Obviously, I can't understand it, but he, his wife, his best friend, is sick, and he's raising these two daughters, and he's still able to embrace life and embrace their imagination and yeah. stay positive. And, well, even with her in the hospital, he's, yeah. all he's trying to do is make her laugh. And, and that mm-hmm. takes strength, I think. That takes a lot yeah. of strength to be able to be positive Absolutely. in the negative. So, I'm right there with you, Josh. That's definitely my favorite character. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said that. I agree, better. too. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one of the girls, May makes me laugh the most. Um, <laughs> but great. the dad is such a anchor through this whole story, and he shows up exactly when he needs to to kind of guide them a little further, and uh, uh, almost like a spirit of his own, kind of get, guiding them to what they need as well. I'm still reeling from uh, future foes' observation about <laughs> about my uh, why this movie is so important to me. I I suspect going through this. That it, that it was aspirational mm-hmm. for me 
to be that good a father. No. Oh yeah. I, I, I think that that I'm working with, um, imagine a Nickelodeon now and Nickelodeon's whole thing is aspirational. They, all they mm. want to do is create stuff that, that a couple years younger create. than the characters in the show. Yeah. And, and I think that subliminally or subconsciously or in retrospect, I aspire to be a father who had that kind of sensitivity and that, I've you seen you in action. It's a great bar. It's a great bar to aim for. We're breaking for. through here. I've seen Jonathan uh, Frakes, the dad, in action. So <laughs> now dad. let's now let's talk about your childhood, Jonathan. <laughs> um, uh, I got some great advice from my father. I'll share two of them with you. Oh, please. yeah, please. do it. Never order a martini in a Chinese restaurant. Oh, okay. <laughs> to know. That was one of his first pieces of advice. That's, that's, that's sound. That's very sound. That's solid. Very sound. And when I was once oversharing about having scored some pot and upset my mother, my father looked at me and said, Jonathan, lie to her. <laughs> oh, no. There oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, life lessons life lessons best dad you can <laughs> wow that's, that's awesome. the new series that's the new series that. That. talk to the camera and then forever. life lessons with Jonathan Freaks <laughs> <laughs> um uh Caitlin or Ollie did you have different favorite characters I think Ollie said that's the dad. dad yeah uh, uh for me it's Satsuki okay um just because she she has that I have an older sister so mm-hmm. um and I feel like Satsuki is a lot like her where um, or vice versa, I should say, where she's got to like be this strong older sibling, but sometimes the fact that she's still very young kind of cracks through because she yells at May, but she does like regret it pretty much instantly. Um, she also has her own breakdown like later, right? Which right. I love. Which I love. Uh, yeah. So, so just showing that like both of these girls are very strong. For for the age that they are dealing with like yeah. a massive upheaval, they're moving. They they left all their friends. They're already making new friends. Like they're making the best of it. Um, but they are still human and very little humans. And for for them to be going through all of that and still like come out of it okay and positive was like yeah. I, I I'm all about that. So oh, those yeah. are my, my two uh, faves. I'll I'll speak to that because um I have an older sister and like when we moved I was like going into high school or I was going into junior high and she was like in her in the middle of high school. So it's like a very, you know, emotional hormones are everywhere transitional phase and and that's what I'll say like (laughs) nice way of saying it. Yeah to that point where it's like it is so um like for someone like me watching it and watching kids moving like to me, when you were a kid and you're moving and leaving your friends, it was like probably the worst day of your life. Um, yep. It's so hard because um, you, 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 as a child, you like, this is home. And the idea of home kind of goes away. Um, but then what the film tries to say, like your idea of home is your people, is your tribe. Yeah. And um, that's something that like, again, like I never grew up with that idea. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's it, 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 like watching this is like, this is a, a wonderful way. So kids can kind of figure that out and see that um, because at the end of the day, like your family is like what you're really going to like be with you for, you know, as long as they can be. Um, but anyway, so, so other than that, uh, my favorite character is actually Granny. Yeah. Um, because uh, she introduces Sit Sprite. So like, I love mm-hmm. the the idea of of the generation before the generation before us like having this connection to spirits and under, and this wisdom and knowledge um 
but also like you know there's just something kind of like easy to be said it's like they've they obviously know more than a child would know because they've been around longer and so like the the point where she's consoling satsuki it's like why would your mother ever leave two beautiful girls like you um really hits uh me really hard and i i just love that like she teaches them like the the importance of you know gardening and then taking up your own your your own food washing yeah. them and then the, the eating the eating the the cucumber and gardening. the corn sequences and it was just like yeah if anyone ate these like they would be super healthy and it was like that again that positivity in in a physical realm where i was like that i i really really adored this character those were the crispest uh cucumbers i'd ever seen in an oh animation oh yeah <laughs> It's probably food, why it's one of my anime always my, looks so good food in anime. <laughs> my wife so grew good. up on this film, and and cucumbers are one of her favorite things in the world. And I'm now just realizing that that may be a connection there. <laughs> yeah. I try that crisp, like put it in water for a bit to make it get, get cold. That's like really smart for a camera. Well, you're also washing off like any dirt and bugs yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the way, nice. baby. That was what uh, yeah. I I did. There's a separate series, Jonathan, that we started doing called Anime Du Jour. And we, it's like an anime-themed afternoon tea interview show. Um, so I did a Totoro-themed afternoon tea set. And we had cucumber sandwiches uh, specifically oh. for that scene. And like the little seed pouch that he gives was like a mushroom burger. And now I understand all the references. Stuff. I get that reference. Oh, yeah. what's going on, Josh. Yeah, same season. You're um, doing it, Josh. You're, you're learning. doing it. You're learning anime. <laughs> um, shall we dare adventure into qualms yeah um i, I mean i'll, I'll be I'll, really quick i don't i don't have a single qualm there wasn't a so single the, thing that bothered me about this movie it, I, it, in fact me, i watched it multiple times like i was just like i missed out and so i was like i have to watch it again this is so good it uh i'll, I'll bring it up just so like we kind of get a palette it's uh i mean it's a discussion piece right so the film didn't do well because even Hayao miyazaki saw this that like there isn't quote unquote like in, uh, uh, an, an antagonist or like some right. evil force stakes uh, like the it's world not the ending kind of hero's thing. journey slice, so of, life. Yeah. slice yeah. of life and yeah. so like he knew that like hey this isn't going to perform that well so we have to be willing to take the blow with it and so that's why it was paired up with Grave of the Fireflies when it first got released oh, um, that's and a hard it, pairing and it quote unquote box office flopped um, and I would say that's probably like the biggest talking point where it's like if you're not really geared into watching something like this like it's definitely something that you have to watch through and then when you watch it the second time you understand like the true purpose and meaning of the film um because uh yeah it, it is a little unlike other Hayao Miyazaki films where like there's a little bit of like character wants this and is doing this to get to that here it's kind of mm-hmm. characters are placed here and we're going to see how their arc changes it. through it. Will they have a negative arc or a positive arc because of circumstances happening to them? I will um, say us doing an episode on Fruits Basket, I think kind of prepped me in a sense to handle this kind of... The slice of life Storytelling? Like, yeah, the slice of life storytelling type thing. Yeah. Have you, Jonathan, have you seen any other uh, of the Miyazaki films? A Spirited Away, I remember. Spirited Away? That's my Spirited favorite. Away. Yep. Was oh, there yeah. any other like anime stuff, like Japanese animation that you've this come is, across? This really? is this is um, this is not my genre. This, no. <laughs> this <laughs> film and I, 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 I'm, I'm nodding knowingly, but I'm uh, I'm being educated. Well, let's <laughs> yeah, talk about Pokemon. Totally <laughs> I'm, I, I'm glad I'm glad the Pokemon phase is over. Oh, that's fair. Well, it's actually oh, for them, for still that, yeah. running. Well, yeah. No, I mean for the for my kids. For the kids. I, I yeah. For the kids. Oh. oh. 
I remember not- Pokemon. I remember I was my kids were part of the Teletubbies world. Oh, SpongeBob. Oh. So I was really grateful for Totoro. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. if it's definitely a elevation gotta, of the art. Yeah, you got to see. You kind of kind of see like a Michelin star version of what those were. And you're like, oh, it's Totoro. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah. So to me, yeah, the only qualm discussion point to bring up is to me. I think of like. If you if you, if anyone's watching and listening to this, like if you're looking for something like I want like to hear the characters going through, you know, blah, blah, like and you're not really willing to just kind of observe, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, that's what your one qualm you'll have. But like, yeah. if you're a fan of the Miyazaki films and understanding where this plays and when you watch it, like there's no qualms from here. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely one of those things. It's a little bit easier to go back. And, and watch it because of its significance against like pop culture and things like that. You're like, okay, well, there's there's something here. It's almost like a cheat sheet, right? Pop culture is sort of like a cheat sheet in a way. You're like, okay, yeah. well, let me go I watch that. that thing. And, you know, maybe I'll get Understand the reference. Well, the things yeah, that I mean, you have to see as a as a pop culture nerd, so to speak. I, I mean, the, right, yeah, right, right, right. I, like the thing is, like, if you're looking for something, then like you may not find it. And I think when you, like to Jonathan was talking about, it was like, there's so much for everyone, like whether it is the art, whether it's like the fun, cute stuff in the, the background music. for the for the kids. The music is like super yeah. just wonderful. And like Corey can attest to this when we when we were working in the warehouse, like I'll just put on a Ghibli playlist and be like, that's you'd always hear those same like notes from Ghibli. I was like, dun, from, from, dun, yeah. Dun. yeah, from Totoro. I was like, mm. I mean, also that is like super fun. Like and that wasn't even storyboarded. Yeah. The yeah. opening um, sequence. Yeah, I, I mean the music in this is 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 an, another talking piece for me. It's just that that's it. Like I mentioned before, it gives you everything you need to know. If you were to take the dialogue out, you would know exactly what that scene is trying to convey without without any of it. And and I mean that's the point of scoring, but it doesn't always work out that way. So to see it executed so so beautifully is is really really endearing and very um, inspiring for sure. Mm. Um, as far as qualms go, I don't really have any. Uh, I did have the opportunity to watch the Fox dub and the Disney, uh, and my, my I guess my only qualm would be the casting in the Disney one. It just it doesn't for me uh, have that same. I mean, I know there were children doing it. Control, it's the, control. Yeah I, yeah, I love the idea. And the, there's something in Miyazaki films that he gets right about kids. Uh, and and whoever's been in charge of casting stuff like Spirited Away, where they have those moments where they are just kind of like loud because they're kids. Yeah. Uh, and I I didn't I didn't get that as much in in the Disney film, and it for me it mm. took away a little bit of the adventure of it, I guess, or the innocence. Because well, I haven't seen the Disney one; I've only seen the Fox one. And so that's the, the funny thing, like just to talk about it, like if you go talk to most Totoro to Jonathan points, like it doesn't have international appeal. Like most people will just quote the the Fox version. Um, mm-hmm. The Disney version, like, they were able to boast, like, a star-studded cast. Like, the mom is voiced by Leah Salonga, and, like, that's, you know, Mulan um, and Jasmine. Um, and, uh, like, the dad's Tim Daly and all that stuff. But it's, like, I like I, pre- I really preferred, like, I, re- I preferred, I really liked that the, they included, like, these voice actors that I knew from the, for the adults. But, I mean, like, that's, I think, the, the grain of salt with the children. And it's, like, in the Fox version, the people who played the children were adults. So it was yeah. like they had more control over like when to high pitch scream, when to not high pitch scream. Where like uh, the Fanning sisters, like they're kids, so it's like yeah, people were gonna hit them like a bag kids. of bricks. <laughs> yeah, I think you one was eight emotional. The emotional weight—that's what it is. Uh, that's okay. the word I was looking for. You lose some of the emotional weight that 
Um, I think that I think there's times where casting children is beautiful and it's wonderful and it, it really conveys something. But I this I don't think was one of them for me oh, for, okay. personally, at least. Yeah. Uh, Kaylin, any anyone else? I grew up on the Fox dub, so I had a little. I've been watching the Disney dub just to like know both sides of the coin there. Um, and, you know, I think nostalgia wins over for the Fox dub for me. Um, but I I don't even like they're not even it's not a qualm. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have a qualm for these things because yeah. it's just like this is my mole on the neck, Caitlin. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Uh, totally fair. But <laughs> I feel like watching this movie is like being outside on that perfect sunny day that has a breeze like. It's it's as Jonathan as Jonathan was saying, like when you think about this movie, it flows back to you. It doesn't hit mm-hmm. you. It doesn't like smack you in the face with like, oh, yeah, that thing existed. It's like, oh, yeah, I think it's thing. because like and, and like the reason I don't really have any qualms is because like the movie, it's hard to find a part of the movie that you're not enjoying. And that's not doesn't yeah. seem like is important to the movie in some way or isn't just fun and well done. You know, even if it doesn't serve this plot specifically, it's just well done and it's fun to watch. Um, so, so to me, it, it didn't really have any, well, any qualms like that, as far as like, that would take away yeah. from like the storytelling yeah. or anything like that. I mean, yeah. And, and like, I didn't even see the Disney one. So I guess I was spared for some, from some of that. Yeah. Uh, but the, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It's hard. It, it's hard to, especially after the cat bus, it was like, this is going to be really hard to find something that I don't like about this movie. <laughs> but, I mean, the funny thing also, like, uh, you don't even see Totoro until 30 minutes into the film. So like yeah. it's yeah. it's it, to me also again it's the ma of the film when ma we talked about it in our spirit away episode where like there is a stillness a pause in Miyazaki films and as well as Japanese animated films where like you know like in American cinema it's like fast 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 fast, fast, fast we gotta go we gotta go, we gotta go it's like nothing ever feels like they need to breathe well like if you watch like Japanese animated films it feels so slow in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there is that sense of like, this is a waltz. This isn't, this yeah. isn't another type well, of Well, the first, that first act, you're so invested in the sisters, you know, kind of discovering yeah. what's important to them. Like every little thing is fascinating. The little fish, the little tadpoles, the little like acorn they found. Uh, and then yeah. of course, when the sprites, so it's you know, so it's uh, sprites, yeah. so it's sprites come They're in, so cute. like that of course is going to be like sensory overload for them. So no, I mean, I <laughs> so think it was fun just like to kind of like go in that event, that opening sort of journey with them discovering their new place and like, and you know, seeing you learning a lot about the sisters as is, like their relationship to each other, their relationship to like their father and things like that. So the the movie has a lot to offer you before it even hits the sort of titular character. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. setting it up. Um, yeah. So I just see Jonathan just like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he agrees. Um, shall no, we? Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I was just say one. One last thing I would say is just, uh, yeah, if you definitely meet this film where it's at, instead of it trying to meet you, like you'll get more out of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shall definitely. we 100%. go into rating? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Jonathan, since you're not normally with us for this part, uh, we'll go and explain it. Um, so we'll rate the film a zero out of five, five being the highest and whatever lower numbers are lowest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're rating it one out of five and we could do 0.5, you know, 5.5 or 4.5 or 4.95, whatever. Um, but, uh, do you want, do you want to, do you want to go first? What would I you- do want to go first. I asked to be here. So I'm a, I'm a full five. And we, okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and we love that you're here. Uh, mine will be quick five. There's not a single thing I would change about this movie. 
It was it was a wonder. As somebody who is getting more and more into anime and kind of the art form in a sense, um, this is a five. It's great. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Easily I, a five for me. I don't yeah. even need it. There's no real discussion about it. The it's one a that five. Caitlin was crying about to have on the show for yeah. a long time. I want it. <laughs> and none of my Miyazaki films. Uh, so for me, um, because it's not Kiki's. I was gonna say comparatively to other. <laughs> like this, this is the thing where it's like, I like subjectively, it's a one score. Objectively, it's another score. So objectively, it's a it's a five. Subjectively, it's a different score. <laughs> What's the what's the subjective story? Subjective you can't is, do that. It's, subjectively, it's a four point eight. Oh, okay. Four point eight because I think because to me, I think Spirit Away as well as like um, Princess Mononoke. There's just different masterly f- weighed films, and okay. like you know, this was okay. like his third film, so I was like, he definitely learned some things from here. But like this, what this doesn't say this isn't a masterpiece. Four point eight. <laughs> from Corey. <laughs> That's what I had written down. Uh, same thing. Uh, like I, I like how you said it. Objectively, it's five um, in comparison to the sea of films. But within its own containment of Ghibli films, I think it, it, you know, Spirited Away is my top one, and this is this is inching towards a four point nine. Is my second with Kiki's. So it's it's like Fast and Furious. Subjectively, it's like a four point five. Objectively, yeah. come on, let's be. It's like a three. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, it's great, it's wonderful, it's fun, but I'm like, you know, objectively, where where is the the mastercraft of how the film is made? So, Ali, mm-hmm. what's yours, baby? Uh, mine, it's it's also it's really hard to find anything wrong with it, and um, oh, oh, we're good. Oh, no, he's <laughs> back. You muted again. <laughs> he's returned, but you're but you're here. <laughs> Phasing. Uh, the uh, for me, it's it's a five. It's there's. Um, nothing that I can take away from it. It would be unfair for me to score it lower wow. right now, even though uh, I have to go watch and go back and he watch. You just said we're unfair. <laughs> 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 I have to go back and watch Princess Mononoke, but I was like, you know what? Even if that is still my favorite, like it, like I can have two 5.0 favorite yeah. Ghibli films. So if, it's acceptable in this scenario. I and think I it's give it always acceptable it's, to have a 5.0 for Ghibli films. It's, yeah, it's going to say it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find anything it, lower yeah. than that. Um, I was gonna say, Jonathan. Now that you, you know, the the kids are all grown up, Prince of Mononoke, I would say, is for adults. Yes, that one <laughs> is so. for adults. Definitely worth checking out. That was uh, one of the first ones I saw. Yeah. Oh, he oh, freezed. I think he froze. He freezed. It's a very convincing freeze picture, though. I know. It's like <laughs> that should be his Zoom background, and he can just walk away. <laughs> But he doesn't like when he doesn't want to interact with anybody. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm listening. This is just a smile and it's the, the face very time. concentrated. Yeah. All right, are you back? We're almost. Hi, there we go. Yeah. We, we, we almost. We 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 see you. you. Oh. Okay, we got you, we got you back. Thanks for everything. Yes, oh, no, thank I, you. I can't wait to watch the movie again now. Yeah, watch it. Hey, watch let it. us know thank when you, you do. Thank right. you for joining us again. Yeah, really you guys time. are wonderful. You guys are inspiring. I really appreciate the time. Oh, oh, thank you so much for joining what's, us. We what's, really, what's, really what's, appreciate what's, it. what's the we'll next talk, episode? Uh, what's the next yeah. episode you bring? You come back. Yeah, on. what are you coming back for? Um, I just finished a couple episodes of a brand new show called The Astronauts, which is about oh. five little kids who mistakenly get sent into space. Oh, oh I'm watch that. that. Oh, yeah. And then, I'm and, then I, and then Leverage is coming back as a reboot. Yeah, fun. We'll have to get you back because I definitely want to ask you some stuff about Picard. I definitely want to ask you some yeah. about some of your other work. So we'll, we'll have you back on again. It'll be fun. I'd love it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you. So Thank much. you. Bye-bye. Awesome. 
Well, everybody, I hope yeah, you enjoyed that. We certainly did. It, it mm-hmm. was it happened very quickly. We don't uh, usually with guests we get a lot more lead up time, but this yeah. just just kind of happened. So <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad day. that it did. Uh, that was such a fun confer- conversation with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. But now I believe is the time for Corey to reveal the Patreon mm. guesser grumpers. Grumps. Yes, the Nerd on Nation has voted, and uh, we didn't have one grump. We had two, me and Tom. So that means yes, the people who Tom were correct, but the people who voted for me were also correct. Uh, so this first one, and I want to make sure I get this right. It cuts it off part way. So if it's longer than this, I apologize. Uh, infinite, infinite regress fallacy is my favorite fallacy. Is infinite regress fallacy, maybe more. Uh, voted for Tom. <laughs> dot dot. Uh, and dot. Then we have uh, Brock P also voted for Tom. Shout out. Uh, and then for me, we had Chris N. Voted for Corey's the Grump. You were right oh, as well. Shout out to all nice. you. Uh, if you'd like to participate once again, join the Nerd on Nation. You get to vote uh, every week. We have a topic that we um, every week that we have a topic that we can have a grump on. You'll be able to uh, vote. A yes. grump on. Yes. yes. Um, get we can your take a big grump, grump on. on. Get your grump on. <laughs> awesome, everybody at home. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you are on YouTube, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We certainly did. Uh, it was great to have that uh, pleasant surprise of Jonathan joining us. Uh, let us know if you've seen My Neighbor Totoro. Let us know your thoughts, who you thought the Grump would be. Um, step on into that Discord. It's a, it's a really fun place to be. Mm-hmm. You can talk about gardening to TV to video games to all or sorts of... I, uh, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say step on into them DMs. And I was like, I think it's slip and slide in them DMs. <laughs> slip and just, slide. Just tiptoe into those <laughs> DMs. You can moonwalk right back into our DMs and let us know what you thought. <laughs> Um, I like that. Speaking of which, yes, you can reach out to us on any of our social media. Uh, go to our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the linky links to all the stuffy stuffs that we do and all of our different shows. Um, stop by, rate, and review us wherever you listen. Uh, that certainly does help. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That has been our episode on My Neighbor Totoro. We love you all. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Broadcast.